Hey, thanks for listening to More Than a Noodle, a Thai diaspora podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Lee, and today we're sitting down with my new friend, Isaiah Chiacha Tulapak, and we'll be talking about what it's like growing up as a Thai American in the DMV, what it's like growing up as a Catholic Thai person, and yeah, what it's like uh, growing up with both Thai Americans and also Thai nationals in your community. So Isaiah and I met for the very first time earlier this summer at a virtual work event. It was an event for Southeast Asians and the moment we realized the other person was Thai, we both got really excited. Even though she spent most of her time on the East Coast and now works in the New England area, and I spent most of my life in Utah and now work in the South, we both got really excited and instantly bonded over our shared Thai-ness, shared Thai identity. She grew up with a lot of Thai people, I grew up with almost no Thai people, but there was still this sense of camaraderie. We bonded over being one of the only Thai people, now one of three Thai people, within our organization, and we were able to talk about how some things are a little bit different because of our Thai-ness. So yeah, without further ado, here's the conversation that Isaiah and I had about, yeah, being Thai American and growing up in the DMV. Welcome to the show, Isaiah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so before we get into um, our questions and what your life was like growing up as a Thai American in the DMV, first, can you tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. Um, so my name is Isaiah Chirachaturapak, um, and I'm Thai Chinese American. Um, I'm 25, and I work as a campus staff minister with InterVarsity at Dartmouth. Um, cool. And I grew up. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I I grew up in like the the DMV, which is like um, Northern Virginia, um, very close to uh, DC, so quite the metropolitan area there. Cool. Um, so before we jumped into learning more about what it was like living in Northern Virginia, um, one thing that I like to ask all of my guests is, what other than Pad Thai, because the name of our show is More Than a Noodle, what is your favorite Thai dish? Um, yeah, I think it would, it, well, I guess it's not exactly a noodle dish, well, one of them is, but um, is common uh, guy, which is chicken rice. Uh, it's a like very common street food in Thailand to get, um, and then there's uh, khao soi, which is a um, like a northern Thai dish, um, and it's fried uh, crispy egg noodles as well as boiled egg noodles, and it has like uh, vegetables and um, meats and uh, like a curry sauce on top, and definitely one of my favorites, but. These are both dishes that aren't very commonly found in the States, which makes it um, a little bit harder. Uh, so I get them a lot when I come home. Um, but I think like whenever I go to a Thai restaurant, I think the ones that um, always come to mind are probably like um, Lana or um, Pachiu. Oh my gosh, I love Kamangai. Like I remember <laughs> growing up, whenever I would go to Thailand, there was this one summer where we spent the whole summer in Bangkok. I basically ate uh, chicken rice like for every meal for a month. Like it yeah. got to the point where like the shop owner, like she, she, she would ask my mom, like if we didn't eat there for like a day or two, she would be like, what happened to your kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I totally agree with that. Like when we go to Thailand, there is like, I think like, getting used to like some of the spicy food too like if there was something we couldn't eat or like we like just didn't want to eat sometimes um my mom would like be like um go get kamankai don't eat that <laughs> and it was like oh okay um so yeah like kamankai is like definitely it sounds like it sounds like very um like easy and simple and it's like just like a very comforting street food um for sure. What's your favorite part of it? Because you know how there's like different components, like the rice yeah. and like the actual chicken, the sauces, like the soup that they serve with it. What's your yeah. favorite part? Um, I really love like the rice and then like the sauce. 
like the chicken i think it's like it it tastes great like all together um but like i definitely loved the rice part i was like i was so confused when my mom made it first i was like why is this rice different than our normal rice what did you do to it what magic did you do to this to make it taste so much better um and i actually didn't like the sauce until i grew up and then i was like oh it tastes so much better with sauce with the rice sauce um yeah yeah for sure yeah if there's anyone out there who has started a thai restaurant you should put chicken rice on your menu like i would definitely eat it and i think you say i would eat it too so yeah like there's there's only a few restaurants even in the dmv that that uh do chicken rice and like it's like as a street food and a lot of people are very confused when they order it um when i worked in a thai restaurant like um a lot of thai people order it but not, like a lot of like non-thai people um don't order it because they're like oh it's, it sounds kind of like boring it doesn't sound that interesting but i'm like it's no it's great like i'm like this is my favorite dish <laughs> for sure yeah so speaking of the dmv tell me more about that um so for me since i grew up in utah there were like basically no thai people there like there were some asian americans but not like there were like no thai people that i knew of um but it sounds like like you worked in a thai restaurant and from previous conversations it sounds like you have you were exposed to more thai community there um can you yeah. tell me more about that experience yeah I, i'd love to yeah um like i think even here even in the dmv with the metropolitan area it is like there is um a higher asian american population and there is like definitely a thai population here um there is like um temples here um that that people go to um and i think that's where a lot of the thai community is um and that's where a lot of them meet but because i am like catholic so i don't go to the temple i actually didn't know as much of the thai community as um to the same degree except for like a few people from classes um and it wasn't until like high school i got really um a lot more into the thai community um my brother um was dating um a thai girl and she really became ingrained in our lives um she was really great um and even now um even though they're not together um she's still like a part of the family like i still um see her as like a big sister um and really love to but she definitely was like my big exposure into the thai community um and getting to do that and in high school um there's a uh, songkran which is the thai new year and um my sister and i because they needed a few more people to participate um my mom's friends asked uh, my sister and i and a few of our uh thai friends to participate in that and i was like oh that's it was like really cool to get to be a part of that um and then we also had two uh thai exchange students in high school um which was really great and we got to um one had class with me and then the other one had class with my sister so it was really great to like get to talk to them and and be in the same classes and in the same grade with them um which i really loved cuz i was like oh it's great like to be able to talk to somebody about like thai food like thai culture um and then working in a thai restaurant um was really great um it was like that was where i think i really got to make a lot of friends in the thai community um through a thai restaurant um and just like building that relationship and i like and i'm finding out like there's like um a thai craft house that like a lot of the thai people will go to um like after work um or on the weekends and like i it's interesting cuz like i passed by that place so many times and i've just never been in there until um like i started working at a Thai restaurant and they invited me to hang out after work one day and i like went there and i was like oh my gosh this is great like there was like um a Thai band and it's like Thai music and then um 
it was just like such a, a, a like a cool feel to having that like experience and I was like oh and like everyone's very welcoming like whether you speak Thai or not <laughs> like everyone's so very like welcoming and, and open to you so I think that was like such a cool experience wow that's so cool that's so different from my experience <laughs> again growing up in Utah but yeah it sounds like yeah that restaurant was very much the gateway to you learning so much more about uh, Thai culture in your part of town or I guess the DMV is bigger than a town I guess <laughs> just it's, your yeah. geographic area <laughs> um, yeah that's yeah, really cool yeah so it was, it was like oh that was like there's so there's so many little pockets um that I, I never realized um but, uh, like even when I, I I travel outside um I think this is something we talked about is like how easily um, our pair, our moms make friends with um, other Thai people they meet in in just random areas. Um, like my mom will just like we'll be at like a flea market or like a a market of like traveling, um, like on a road trip on vacation or something, and she'll meet a Thai person and they'll like have a conversation for almost an hour. And I was like. How do you do this? Ah, uh, yes, extroverted Thai moms. <laughs> yeah. So another question I have for you about your experience growing up uh, in the DMV, since there are, because I, I actually went to school in the DMV, uh, specifically in DC. And if I remember correctly from my time there, there are just a lot of Asian people in general, like Vietnamese and Chinese as well. What was that like? Did you feel like people recognized that you were Thai? Or did they just kind of assume that you were part of the bigger East Asian crowd? Um, because I'm Thai Chinese, um, like people do like be like, oh, you know, you can pass as Chinese, but also you are like kind of like Southeast Asian, but they couldn't figure out where. So I have like, but when people like find out I'm like Catholic, they're like, oh, are you Filipino? And I was like, no, <laughs> so I've actually been confused as Filipino, I think, the most, um, and then, um, like, when I was a lot younger, but growing up a little bit more, like, when people hear my, see my last name, they're like, oh, that's a Thai last name. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally understand that, like, ethnicity guessing game that people like to play. Uh, for me, because I'm my dad's Chinese and my mom's Thai. It's interesting because at first, because I, I kind of look more, I definitely look more East Asian, more Chinese. But so when people first meet me and they find out that I'm Thai, um, I used to be a lot more tan too. So when I told them that I was Thai, uh, thai they'd, or part Thai, they'd be like, oh, that's why you're so dark. But the ironic thing is my dad's the one who's really dark and my mom's the one who's like pretty fair. So I'm just like, why are you? Stop making assumptions, please. Thank you. Um, but also, again, it's interesting that people assume that you're Filipino. Uh, because for me, on the other hand, at least during high school, people would think that I was actually Latino. Which, again, I don't look Latino. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I think that it's because when people see Thai people, or maybe just Southeast Asians in general, they don't really know where to place us. Yeah. So they just kind of put us into like whatever closest box they have. Yeah, I've I, I ironically like I I've also been confused as Latino at, at some point, and I was like, "What? This? I don't I don't even look Hispanic." Um, I think sometimes it's like who I I was hanging out with. Um, like if I hang out with like Filipinos, they're like, "Oh, you're Filipino." Um, but I have like a cousin who is half Hispanic so like if they see me with him they're like and his I think his Hispanic side shows a lot more so it's like oh if they see that side they're like oh maybe she's like half Hispanic or something <laughs> um and I'm like oh no I'm like Southeast Asian and then it's like oh and then they'll they'll like be like oh but like not always people don't always know like where Southeast Asian is True. Or like what countries are in Southeast Asia. So they're like, 
people try to do a guessing game and it doesn't it's it's very interesting um i'll like pause to see like it, i think it's like in my opinion i think it's a little fun to watch them squirm a little bit to be like oh what's <laughs> trying trying so hard to figure out like where i'm <laughs> that's funny i don't know if you had this growing up but for me when i was growing up people had no idea where thailand was until maybe about like i think high school then all of a sudden everyone knew what thailand was because everyone wanted to spend their spring break vacations in like thailand yes yeah that's that's totally true they're like i because i also heard because like when i would say like i'm thai chinese they're like oh you're taiwanese and i was like no 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 no, no. that's 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 not what i mean there's where did you get this w there is no w in either either country this this doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah that that's true i think something random but interesting i found is if you go on pages like subtle asian traits you'll have a lot of taiwanese taiwanese americans make like memes about how they get mis mistaken for like mm -hmm. thai people um but it's interesting because i don't actually see that many thai people make that same observation as you just did though you know but i i've 100 gotten taiwanese so many times i mean it also doesn't help because i think both of us we also speak some chinese as well uh so i think that because when you're like wait i'm not taiwanese though but then they'll be like but you speak chinese still and you're like okay we can learn languages yeah. yeah yeah definitely it was like that that doesn't mean anything <laughs> based on like where i'm from or like where my family is from mm -hmm. yeah i mean it sounds like these stories that we kind of just shared and swapped it for me it really drills back to the idea that race is just a social construct you know how like these people are trying to like pigeonhole us with what they know but what they know wasn't like it's not doing a good job you know like it's not correct like we're not latino <laughs> we're not taiwanese yeah it's it's definitely true and like even so like people know i think the most people know about like thai culture is always like the tourist aspect or like the food aspect i get called like when people find out i'm thai i think it's like i hear the most is like oh i love thai food or i love thai thai i'm like that's that's great <laughs> yep I, literally yeah. the namesake of this podcast right more than a noodle we're more than just our food we're more than just pad thai <laughs> um speaking of that though how for you what's your favorite part of being thai being thai american being thai chinese american yeah um i think there's so many overlaps and like it's like I just love like the I think the community aspect, um, with the Thai. I think for me it was a really great experience. Like, um, that I had like with the Thai community is like how welcoming they were, um, to me. But I think I really loved like just being able to see like all these different sides and be a part of so many different um cultures. But I think something I really loved about um, being Thai is like how open Thai people are and how welcoming Thai people are. Um, especially like when we like think about like how progressive, um, like Thailand is very, or is a little bit, is more known to being um, more open to like LGBTQ, which I think I was like very happy to learn like oh how welcoming they are to like differences of people um and like different communities yeah that's awesome i think for me one thing i really appreciate about i don't necessarily know if this is thai culture but i guess a stereotype of thai culture and thai people it goes back to what you were saying about being hospitable um, but one of the nicknames of Thailand is Land of the Smiles. And I think it's really cool that our people are known for smiling, especially because uh, I, I don't want to bring up an, another stereotype, but to bring one up, I think generally, sadly, I guess Asian Americans as a whole are known as like 
not smiling or something. I don't know if that's true. I just remember taking an Asian American studies class in college. And one of the stereotypes we learned about was how white Americans see Asian Americans as being very non-expressive. But then like with Thai people, like we smile a lot, you know? Um, (laughs) I was reading this article and it was saying how with in Thai culture, there's like 13 different types of smiles which is like wild. Oh. I, I need to find this Whoa, article again. Whoa, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like Amazing. you have a smile when you're like genuinely happy, but then you also smile like if something bad happened and you want to like give someone sympathy, you, you still mm-hmm. smile, but it's like a different type of smile, you know? Yeah. Or I think, I think I do this one a lot when like there's someone that I'm really angry at, like I'll just smile at them. I don't know. Do you ever do that? I, I do that too. Um, It's like, um i'll just like smile and i'm like but my eyes are like glaring at somebody and um you are like oh i can't tell if you're really happy or you're really angry i'm like oh i'm really angry like as soon as i like talk our voices they're like oh she's angry literally oh my gosh there was this one time where my i have a south asian friend and the two of us we got into kind of an argument and I just started smiling at her, like, really hardly. And I had told her before that for me, when I get really, really angry, I smile at people. And so then she got angry that I got angry at her. So then she started smiling at me. Um, and then we had a third friend who came in, and she was like, what are you guys doing? Why are you guys smiling so much right now? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that I think it's just really cool how, like, I think Thai people are expressive. Like, sure. Maybe it is a little bit different. And I think maybe for some people who aren't used to uh, Thai culture and used to like these different types of smiles, they might see it as like being passive aggressive. And I I don't think that's true though. Cause for me, it's like, I'm not hiding the fact that I'm angry. This is just how I, that's how my face works. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not controlling it. Like I'm not trying to hide my anger necessarily. It's just my anger comes out in a different way. Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree with that. Like, I'm like, I am not hiding. Like, anyone that sees me is like, you, I, you can tell I'm angry. It just comes out in a smile as well. <laughs> um, yeah, you were, I, I was very angry one time. And um, you're like, you say it looks like if you take a picture of her, she looks fine. But like, if you're actually standing next to her, she's radiating fear right now. <laughs> yeah, I and I think for me, though, part of that makes me think about just how I think our culture, like, values, like, joy, though, you know, yeah. in general. So, like, yeah, like, even when we're angry and even when we're, like, sad and going through hard things, I think there is some value of, like, being able to smile through all of that. Now, I, I think the caveat is, being able to smile through everything doesn't mean you're ignoring everything, right? Because when you're doing that, that's called unhealthy, being unhealthy and not paying attention to your mental health, which could be true of some people. But I, I think that what I want to like hone in on is the idea that like, yeah, just because things kind of suck now, that doesn't mean they'll suck forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think like there is this very um, like persistent feeling of like, hey, you know, it, it might not seem like everything's great now, but there's still something to smile about. There's still something to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is very, like, prominent. Um, and it's, like, not as, like, uh, very clear, I think, but it's very, like, under, like, subtext um, from for the culture. It's like, oh, this is, there's all these things. It's not as upfront. But there is a lot of things that, um, like, with these, with the smiles, um, I think, like, that's true. It's, like, um, I don't think people are ignoring the issues. Like, that's why there are so many different smiles. It's, like, oh, it's, like, there is something to to smile about. There's, there's joy. Um, and there's something that is good, even if it's a hard time or it's, even if it's painful right now. But I guess something important to share then, a reminder for our non-Thai listeners then is, 
make sure you look at the context then, because if you think that your friend should be angry and they're smiling, don't just assume that they're okay, because maybe they're actually angry or maybe they're actually sad. So asking questions is always important, especially if they're like a Thai person from Thailand versus like a Thai American, because a, a, Thai, yeah, a Thai American or like just the Thai diaspora, because like for me, and I'm sure you, right, like we probably aren't. 100% immersed in Thai culture still so it's a little bit different for us yeah exactly and like they like you won't get offended or like even when they are like they are still willing to want to work this out and like communicate so like communication like definitely ask questions like oh uh, like don't don't make assumptions just go ahead and like ask the question like questions are much better than assumptions. Yes, one hundred percent. Oof, assumptions are not great. <laughs> um, cool. Switching gears a little bit. Uh, earlier, you had mentioned that yeah, you didn't go to temple uh, because you're not Buddhist. And so, for you, you grew up Catholic and you are Catholic. Can you just share a little bit more about that? Just like, what was it like being a Thai Catholic person? And how have yeah. you reconciled being Thai and being Catholic? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's interesting because I don't think I had as many issues um, facing like how the my culture and my faith clashed. But I think a lot of um, like the world felt like this was a clash more than I did, um, just because like I think I was like maybe it's, it's a little bit like perspective is like, I was looking for more similarities than I was for differences. So I think I was like, um, something I noticed was like for Sunkran, um, which it usually falls on the same weekend um, as Easter, um, was that like, I saw um, the Pope washing people's feet, um, which is like what Jesus did. Um, but also going to the temple and seeing, um, like, the uh, younger generation um, wash the feet of, like, elders in the community. And I was like, oh, this is respecting elders. This is respecting their parents. Um, as well as, like, showing this Christ-like action of, like, washing someone else's, like, hands and feet. Um, so I was like, I saw a lot of really great similarities um, between, like, the church and being Thai um and sometimes I think I was like kind of sad like oh, I don't know like um the Thai culture because I'm not Buddhist um growing up a little bit but I was I think working at the Thai restaurant was really cool because I had a really great experience where I got to meet um a long lost cousin and this could have only happened because of like our Catholic background and our Thai background. Um, because um, as, as Thai people, um, you can't have the same family name as somebody um, who's not in your family. And um, my cousin saw my cross and was like, oh, are you Christian? I was like, yeah. Um, I'm Catholic and then we just exchanged um like family names and we're like oh maybe like someone maybe we like know each other like maybe our families went to the same church um and we were like comparing names and like um his his dad's name like I couldn't recognize his name and like he didn't know my last name because my last name is my uh father's last name and my father is Buddhist so I was like, oh, this is my mom's last name. Um, she's Catholic. And my mom's last name is Pia, um, but the Thai version is uh, Metasit. And um, he was like, well, he, he was like, oh, this is my grandma's last name. And it was Metasit as well. And we were like, oh my gosh, you're lying. This is not true. Like, are you sure? Like, you're lying to me. And um, we, like, I called my mom. Or, like, I texted my mom, and he, like, texted his dad in Thailand. Um, and I like came home and it was really funny because like my mom and my aunt were like calling people in Thailand when I got home I was like hey who is this guy who is this kid 
Um, and it was um, an, an uncle in Thailand. And my mom and his dad uh, grew up together in the countryside. Only thing was um, my mom's family or my mom's side of the family moved to Bangkok um, later on. And they like lost touch for like 40 years. And like, even though we knew the family names, we just didn't talk to, like, we just didn't know each other anymore. Um, and they hadn't talked in 40 years. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like no one, no one else would have that experience of like being able to connect with like your Thai culture and the like Catholic culture. Um, and it was like a very reaffirming thing um for both is like and even when I share this story with like others they're like wow that never happens in real life I'm like it it can happen because um like even even when um because like when I my family went back to Thailand um like a like a year later we actually my mom and his dad got to meet up and hang out again and I was like isn't this isn't this like cool like you guys grew up as like little kids together and then like 50 40 50 years later you guys are finally meeting um in like such a weird way um it was just incredible because like both me and my cousin started working at the same time at this restaurant <laughs> um and that was why we just like like met and like talked to each other <laughs> I've listened to you tell me the story like three times now, but it's still mind blowing every single time. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Like even even like when like we met on like a Southeast Asian like uh like cohort and like as soon as we found out we were the other person was Thai, we we're like, What's your last name? Like you need to exchange last yeah. names, like family names, like figure out figure this out. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's really it's interesting, right? Because even with me and my mom, whenever I tell my mom about my, like, non-Thai friends, she'll be like, okay, like, what's their names? Or, like, maybe describe, like, what they look like or whatever. But whenever I tell my mom about my Thai friends, she doesn't even care about their first names. She just wants to know their last names to see if she knows anyone, um, like, when she, like, with the same yeah. last name like, she, growing up, you know? Which is interesting, right? Because kind of like you said, um, no one in Thailand, if you're not part of the same family, for the most part, um, they don't have the same last name, which is partially because, uh, for those who don't know, uh, the idea of, like, surnames in Thailand is relatively new compared to, like, other countries, uh, which is really cool because, yeah, we all have pretty unique last names. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely why Thai last names are so long, <laughs> is, like, when they're translated, like, you can't have the same last name, so we have to add something to make it different. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what your last name means? Um, my um, my last name in Chinese is uh, Jia. So it's literally one syllable oh. in Chinese. And it's just what is translated. But I don't know what it is means exactly translated. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, my mom's last name is Chong Chai Kuk. It doesn't, I don't think it has like a Chinese translation of it, but... I know that part of it means some kind of tree. I don't know what kind of tree it is, and I don't know what the rest of the last name means, but it's there's a tree somewhere in her last name. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, though. I, I think it's also interesting because sometimes I'll see, like, a Thai person on, this might be kind of creepy, but on Facebook or whatever, and, I'll, like, I'll look up their last name because I'm like, oh, is this person Thai, or do, do they just have a really long last name? Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if, if you've seen this, but there are websites that kind of, like, show how popular names are like how many people have that name and it's funny because every time you look up a Thai name it's not popular because no one no one other than the direct family has that last name yeah yeah that's that's true um like I I grew up in America um I grew up in the states um but my because my parents are split um and I have a half brother in Thailand. Um, so I have a few. So I have a half brother and half sister in Thailand. And um, my brother's girlfriend actually found out first 
uh, because we hadn't, um, we were a lot younger, so we really didn't talk to our um, older brother. He was like 10 years older than us. Um, and it was um, my brother's girlfriend when he was dating a Thai, um, this Thai girl. Um, and she was like, hey, this person has the same last name as you. Um, and she just told my brother that and was like, and he's like, oh, maybe it's just like the same last name. And he's like, no, 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 that doesn't happen in Thailand. <laughs> and like, we went and talked to him all about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's your brother. <laughs> Wait, was um, she that chill about it? Was she just like, oh, that's your brother? Or was she more like, oh, yeah, you have a brother? You know, like, how did that go? <laughs> I think, yeah, it was it was actually, like, um, pretty chill. I don't think, because my mom didn't, um, like, she has a very good relationship um, with my half-brother as well. And, like, he calls her mom. And um, I'm pretty sure, like, um, my half-brother's um, mom passed away before, but... <clears throat> before like we got to go back to Thailand uh when we were older but like um the dynamic between that was like uh just like um not withholding love um from either child and like showing love um to like all all these children so I think that was really cool um so she was like oh yeah that's your brother um and she was actually like pretty chill about it and like we ended up like reaching out to him he was like um yeah and we then after that so this was like middle school elementary school for me so it was like oh he's really cool and we ended up like talking um to our brother then and it was like oh this is really amazing like so it's just like a really cool way of like finding cousins and family um just like through this this family name or like through family names um which otherwise we wouldn't have not, we would like would not have been able to until like we went back to Thailand to meet him. Um, but it was like, or like, unless like adults introduced us. And sometimes I think it just like slips their mind because it's like, we're, we're living across the world from each other. So it, it kind of does slip like the mind, but um, it was like something that like we were able to discover ourselves. I think it's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Sometimes, though, because of the uniqueness of Thai last names, part of me is like, oh my gosh, if I ever, or I guess not me, because I still have, like, I took my father's last name, so it's Chinese. But I'm like, if I did have, like, my mom's Thai last name, like, oh my gosh, if I ever did anything, like, questionable and it got online, then, like, everyone would be able to connect it to my family. <laughs> Um, it's, I don't think it's quite as intimidating as that, but, um, it's funny because, like, people will Google, like, when you're interviewing for jobs, they, like, they're like, yeah, we've Googled your name before, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've already Googled my name, like, the only thing that comes up is stuff about me, I already know that. <laughs> That's funny. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing those stories about your family, and also, your Thai last name, like your last name. That's really cool. I think that, yeah, I think there are still a few other countries out there who have like the similar, I guess, newness of last names. But I think Thailand is unique in that even when they were creating last names, right? Like we didn't just make it, it wasn't a super quick process. It was like everyone had to have their own last name, you know? Because I was reading, I think it's like the Philippines uh, when they were creating not creating last names, people had last names for a while there, but when they were, like, being colonized, basically, um, they were forced to adopt out of, like, a list of a few hundred names, and some of them were, like, indigenous, like, native uh, Filipino last names, but other ones were, like, Spanish last names, you know, so I think it's cool how, and be they did that because they wanted to get it done quickly, from my understanding, so it's interesting then how for us, that wasn't the idea behind it like they didn't necessarily want it to want our people to quickly get last names yeah i don't know i was that's just me thinking out loud i, I just think it's cool how we have really cool last names even though oh my gosh they can be really hard to pronounce sometimes absolutely yeah 
And it, especially because there's so many different ways to translate the last names from, like, Thai to English. Um, like, but yeah, like, I look at, like, Thai last names, I'm just like, okay, I need to figure out how to break this up. Because it's probably not as hard as I think it is. But it's, <laughs> like, when you see it, it looks very intimidating and it's just like, no. Um, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, really random, but standardized testing must have been a pain in the butt for you then. Like filling out the bubbles with your last name. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was like it's like the teacher in the beginning is like, "Okay, don't don't pick up your pencil yet." And I was like, "I'm already filling out my last my name because I'm like, no, nah, this can take me forever. I already know this. I'm just going to keep getting start." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how many did your did your full name like your last name even fit in the the scantron? No, it didn't. It didn't? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so so the scantron only goes up to fifteen letters, and my last name is sixteen letters. So I always had to cut off the K in my last name. Um, oh wow. And it it's actually caused an issue before because I think like um, this happened to my sister for one of her emails. Um, for like school or for work, she, our last name got cut and she was like, I'm trying to log in. It's not working. It's like, it's your last name and your first name or your username. It's like, it's not working. And it was because they had to cut off part of our last name and that's why it wasn't working when she would log in. Oh my gosh. That's, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but they could have at least told y'all or told her beforehand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's interesting how even when we, like, try to adapt our names, like, anglicize them, we still run into trouble. So, like, for me, um, like I said, I have a Chinese last name, um, and my first name is also uh, a pretty traditional, I guess it's not, like, a traditional Chinese name, but the format is traditional. So I actually have a hyphen in my name. And so I actually, even though I don't run into troubles with the long last name, I run into troubles with the hyphen in my name. Like, for example, with, like, similar with, like, standardized testing, sometimes they have, like, a hyphen option, sometimes they don't, sometimes they want me to put, like, a space there, sometimes they don't, or, like, even with, like, emails, I've had that, too, where, like, people have created emails for me, and they're, like, they want to have a hyphen, or, like, sometimes they don't. The worst was, oh, my gosh, I'm just, like, I'm having, like, flashbacks right now. One time, I I was flying, I took an air, airplane flight, but someone else booked the plane tickets for me. And they put it, they put my hyphen there, which was fine. The problem is, I think it's like my, what, one of my, I think my passport doesn't have a hyphen in it or something, but every, all of my other IDs do. Or it's, it might be that like my passport doesn't have a hyphen and my driver's license has a hyphen. It's something like that where like one of my travel documents has a hyphen and the other one doesn't. So it was just really confusing. Um, and at first they were like, we can't let you on. And then I, then I had to do the whole, can I speak to your manager thing, which I did not, did not like doing that, but I also really wanted to get home uh, because I, it was like a weekend trip to New York uh, for a conference and I had to go back to school. I had a test on Monday. I could not miss my flight. Uh, so it was pretty, it was pretty uh, stressful. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that's, like, there's definitely always, like, that struggle. And it's, like, we, we like, don't anticipate. It's, like, no, there's still a struggle. Yeah, for sure. So, mm, well, since, before we move on to our very last question, I want to ask you first, are there any other questions I haven't asked you yet that you wish I did? Um, I think I, like, the interesting... Uh, dynamics between like um, Thais and like Thai Americans is is really interesting because um, like when I meet people they're like oh you don't speak Thai and then like I tell them like oh my, I was born in the states and they're like oh okay, we'll give you a free pass for not not speaking Thai that well I was like oh thanks um, but it's it's interesting because, like, I still, there's still, like, a lot of Thai values. Um, and they're, like, when I realized this when I was working in the Thai restaurant, they're, like, um, I still act, or, like, there's a lot of my mannerisms that are still very Thai, even without me um, speaking Thai. Um, 
especially just like there's people that are like from Thailand because like a lot of uh, there's some Thai people that will come over to study or to work um, and then there's like the Thai Americans that are born um, and like the dynamic and like growing up it's, it's like oh wow you can really you like get to see that a little bit more and I think it's really cool um, being able to uh, like see like the different dynamics between the like native born in Thailand or like American born um, and that includes like language um, that includes like um, like humor like some of the like uh, values and everything like even like we have there's another um, like Chandra who is also Thai um, who's like uh, she's she's wasn't exposed um, very much like with Thai culture but she still has like these Thai values that like her mom taught her um, with as well um, which is like really cool to to see and I was like oh that was really interesting too <laughs> yeah for sure yeah I think it's interesting because sometimes when we talk about like ethnicity or culture I think we try to like simplify it but it, it's really not it's not as simple as like who like where you grew up or even like who you grew up with I think it's definitely more to some extent of a self-identification thing yeah yeah like absolutely like um but I like really see like the the dynamic between Thai and Thai Americans um in a really cool way I think it's it's amazing to see and like it's amazing to see how people identify themselves um, as well like when they introduce themselves um, I like when she asks like what their ethnicity is or like um, where their hometown is I think that's really cool it's like uh, where like their family is from is really cool to learn about yeah on the note you were talking about mannerisms that just reminds me of something in my life growing up. I remember like all up until junior high, I would, okay, this is gonna sound really weird, especially if you're not Thai, but I would kind of like, not like grunt, but I would make noises when people would ask me questions. And in my head, I was like, I was, I would be answering them, but they're like, why are you grunting at me? My, my non-Thai friends would say like, yeah. yeah, why are you grunting at me? Why are you making these noises? And I would say, what, what are you talking about? I'm answering you. And so after my friends said, told me to stop doing that, I stopped for the longest time. But recently I've been engaging in Thai culture more, watching more Thai dramas and stuff. Yeah. And I'm looking on the screen and these characters are making the same noises I was making <laughs> growing up too. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't me being weird. That was just me doing something that like people in my culture do. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's, like, the, the surprise I make, like, when I'm surprised, oh, like, the sound I make, like, when I'm surprised or something, um, and they're, like, wait, that, like, I think, like, um, like, working in a Thai restaurant, like, when, like, someone, like, one of my coworkers back, back is turned to me, and I'll just be, like, um, if I they have a I, I have a reaction instead and it's just like oh wait I didn't realize that it was you I thought that was like someone else uh, because it's just like my reaction is like a very it, it was like a, a uh, like a Thai reaction or like a Thai mannerism um, like I think like another thing I think was was really interesting was like um this is also in, not only in Thai culture but in a lot of like Asian culture is like how we um, address like different older people like my close friends that are Thai will come and call my mom like um, meh which, which is like means like mom and it's just like a form of like affection or like when I talk to like older 
bisexual, um, they'll call me, I'll call, I'll call them like he, or um, it, for like um, working in Thai restaurant, like they'll call me like Nong, which is like little sister or like little sibling. Um, and I was just like, oh, it's just like a term of affection. Um, and it was, it was funny because like when we uh, tell people that weren't Thai that were working in the restaurant, like, oh, if you, we were like, oh, this is like an easy way to like, if you don't know and you want to ask for help, just say like he, as like to to someone because like it's like more respectful and you're asking for help, um, and it was it's funny because like I didn't realize like I will automatically do that when I was like stressed out like I'll just like act like um, I'll be like he he come here like I need I need help with something, <laughs> and it was funny because like um. Something was was wrong with like the cash register, and I was like, oh, oh no, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I was trying to call like my the manager, and I was just like, he he come here, um, and like everyone turned around. It was like it was like I don't know who you're calling. It was like oh yes you do, um, but like it was like, cause like all the Thai people could be like oh she probably means this person from like my mannerisms, but other people were like. <laughs> yeah no for sure thai culture and like thai language is definitely one that like context matters so much yeah that's so funny though with um what you were talking about with like the p i remember talking to some of my um friends who have like been to thailand for like various reasons whether for work missions trips or just for vacation it's funny because sometimes they'll come back and they'll be like yeah i met this person named p and I'm like, I don't think that was their name. <laughs> yeah. But cool. Thank you so much for joining us today. This was really fun for me. And it was really cool for me being able to hear about your life living in Northern Virginia and also being Catholic. Because again, that's totally different from my lived experience. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like, thank you so much, like, Jeremy, for, like, inviting me. I, I really love being a part of this. Cool. Well, I'll see you later then. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to this episode of More Than a Noodle, a Thai diaspora podcast. We want to thank you, Isaiah, one more time for being on this show and also for Chloe Chang for helping us create a new, brand new logo. If you haven't had a chance, visit at more than a noodle on Instagram and you'll see a beautiful logo that my friend Chloe Chang created for this podcast and also thank you to Ben Sound uh, for the royalty free music that you hear at the beginning and at the end of this podcast and yeah thank you so much to you the listeners for listening and also for commenting and giving me some feedback on this it's been super encouraging to hear that there are people all over the world and even country that I don't even know reached out after listening to the very first episode of this podcast telling me how yeah they relate to some of the things that i shared during that first episode and that's the hope of this podcast the hope is to create a sense of camaraderie among all folks of the thai diaspora and to just share our stories and share with the world the interesting projects that we're working on so again if you are a thai american or whatever hyphenated thai person and are interested in letting the world know about your story, I'd love to interview you and have a conversation with you on More Than a Noodle. So feel free to DM me at More Than a Noodle on Instagram. Thank you again, everyone, and tune in in two weeks to listen to our next episode. Bye-bye.